to know that feedback takes practice and the giving and receiving of feedback takes practice, we often find that the initial practice feels like a gigantic pendulum swing. And all of a sudden, what that means is I need to stop by everyone's office. I need to Microsoft Teams them or Slack them or whatever else and give you feedback here. Or anytime someone's coming at you, like, I don't want to talk to them. They're going to give me feedback. But instead saying, I want to be better. We want to be better. What is the compelling reason of why you give feedback in the first place? And each environment, each culture, each organization needs to answer that for themselves. Last week on the Leadership Vision Podcast, we talked about how you can create a culture where feedback in your organization can be supported and is the accepted norm. Today in the podcast, we're going to talk about how you as the leader can actually prepare to give and receive feedback. So keep listening. You are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and I am joined once again by Brian and Linda. Linda and Brian. The doctor and... The biz, the the doctor and the biz. Uh, Last week on the podcast, we talked about how do you create an environment in your organization where feedback is the norm, where it's not just this once a year sort of dreaded, like, oh my gosh, I got to do this. And everyone's freaking out. The person giving the feedback, the person receiving the feedback, you know, in the form of some sort of performance review. Today, we're going to talk about that preparation process, the procedures for that. And I'm wondering, Linda, do you want to start by maybe just talking about how we've done this in organizations kind of high level? And then we'll drill down. I think we have, let me check my notes, five-ish or so kind of specific um, ideas or tips or how to really get people kind of in in the right ground rules. That's good. In the right mindset. Yeah. I think our approach isn't starting with, oh, here are the three things that you need to remember. And if we do do that, it's usually all in the same letter. It starts with the same letter. Uh, <laughs> C's that's and A's the... <laughs> and all kinds of <laughs> But we start with, with this statement um, that kind of guides us. And I would say uh, our framework is this. Your lived experience is your best teacher. Your lived experience is your best teacher. And one of the things that we seek to do is to put people back into that lived experience to help them remember, to help them remember what happened, what was said, how did they feel, and to learn from that and to bring that forward into into their future. That was really good. Yeah. Thank I don't, you. I don't, do you need to add anything, Brian? I don't know that you do. I, I really believe that a leader's preparation to give feedback is the most overlooked part of the feedback process. Because oftentimes the giver of feedback is just as fearful as the receiver of the feedback. And what we're trying to do is to help prepare the leader to calm themselves, to resolve themselves, uh, and to remind them that they're probably where they are in their leadership role because they've received feedback and acted on it. We want to remind them that they've gone through the process, that they have the experience to do so, and they also have the skill set to do it 
the feedback in a way that is respectful of their personality and respectful of the relationship they have with the person receiving the feedback. And we remind them because if you are human, you are often a forgetter. <laughs> we are forgetters. We we start to, you know, think about this and then what's going to happen. And if I say this, what will happen? And will, will it blow everything up? And instead, there's this sense of, no, let's remind you uh, what, it, what it feels like and what it looks like. And that's key. We want to remind the leaders of what it was like to receive feedback. The emotionality of receiving the feedback, how they may have had self-doubt, but also how they made the changes and how giving and receiving feedback can often be the catalyst to create long-lasting, sustainable change in attitude and disposition and in one's ability to accomplish what they set out them, themselves to accomplish. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know if this is a place for this, but I'm thinking of some recent feedback I got. Do you want to share this? Go, just do it. Who okay. knows? So I, I want to hear about you getting feedback. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if there's a place to do this, but I got some recent feedback. So as some of you know, I have this kind of side business where I do 5k fun runs and got this long email from a participant that was saying, you know, in short, basically, you know, my, my husband had a concern about something and you blew him off. And my first response was to get defensive and say, well, A, I don't remember what happened. And B, there's all this other stuff going around, da 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 But then my business and I, partner and I stopped to talk about it, like, well, what does this really mean? And I was like, okay, I, I can see it's easy. I think when you get feedback, it's easy to immediately go on the defensive of all the reasons why that feedback isn't valid. But then for me in that moment of just pausing to say, well, what, what is true of this and why how can I change? And so we kind of talked about a couple of things of, well, maybe we can do things a little bit differently in this way or this way. And this person probably is still a little bit (laughs) inaccurate in their interpretation of this. Um, But my big takeaway with that was, you know, 10 years ago, 15 years ago, earlier in my career, I never would have stopped to consider the validity of feedback. I would have always just thought, you know, they're wrong and I'm right. And then you never grow from that. So how do you how do you help prepare someone in that way? And I don't I don't know if this is where we want to go with this, but it just like we're talking about this and I'm just thinking about, oh yeah, this is kind of front of mind for me right now. So the first way that we help leaders prepare to give and receive feedback is to help them remember the moments when they themselves re- received feedback that caused lasting change. And that's why it's zooming back and doing the preparation ahead of time so that you are in a place where you've thought about some of these things and you can put yourself in the shoes of the woman or the husband or whatever. How how would it feel for them? (laughs) You know, so, so let's, let's talk, let's start with receiving feedback. How do you prepare to be in a place to receive feedback? Well, what we often say is that leaders have defining moments in their life when either a blind spot or a way of interacting was acknowledged and a sustained change was made. Mm. Say that again. Say that again. It's heavy. It's heavy. (laughs) And I I think I can say it again. I'll I'll try. Maybe I'll use a little different words. Uh, Leaders have defining moments. They were often times of struggle or challenge. And in those defining moments, oftentimes what surfaced was a blind spot or a way of interacting in the world or interacting with other people that was acknowledged 
or brought to the surface or illuminated. And it was the right timing. And guess what? A sustained change was made. And so that sustainability is the piece that's really, really important. So then from there, these are the main questions. So listeners, play along with us a little bit because this could be really catalytic and maybe find some people to talk about it. Pretend like you're going to get feedback today. (laughs) Or shoot us an email and we can go back and forth a little bit. Uh, but, But this is the question. When have you received feedback that you heard and acted on? When have you received feedback that you heard and acted on? So Nathan, even in your example, you're talking about when you heard it, and then you're talking even how you acted upon. Not how you fixed it, not how you resolved it, but the action that came. So once you answer that question, the next bounce is then, what changed? Oftentimes when you really absorb and you take in that feedback and you say, okay, what what part's helpful? What part is just them? And what part could I, you know, could I ingest in a way to make me a better person? Then it's what adaptations were made. What did I just stop doing? And I've never done that since. And one of the things we want to ask leaders to do is to spend a few moments just thinking about all the different ways this has happened in their history. But think of the one moment or the couple of stories where you heard this feedback and it caused almost an immediate and instantaneous change. And think about the um, emotions. I remember some feedback that I received um, early on in our, our business when someone gave me feedback and it was around a contract that I was presenting and I felt embarrassed and I felt exposed, and, but it caused me to make an immediate change. I never turned back. The timing was right. The relationship was right. What was at risk was right. And that created lasting change. So when I think about that memory, I remember how I felt. And that really would prepare me to give feedback to somebody else because giving and receiving feedback is difficult. Because the title of that story would be, Brian, you left money on the table. (laughs) In short, the guy said yes to the contract. And then he said, I would have paid this if you added another zero to it. And I was like, oh. (laughs) So it wasn't even something that he was doing bad. It was someone that saw something in Brian and said, you can play a better game. You can play a bigger game. So this step is just to ask the leader, remember, just remember when you were sitting in the other chair and what happened when you actually responded to the feedback that was given. And when people share those examples with each other, this is one of the things that we'll find. Oh, that's a great idea. Oh, you did that and you changed? Because some sometimes it was this catastrophic, like, if you don't change, you will die. <laughs> and then there were some times that will, like, if you don't change, you're going to continue to hurt other people. And sometimes it was... Uh, if you don't do this, you will you will not achieve your potential. We'll be right back. At Leadership Vision Consulting, we have spent 23 years helping individuals explore the depth and dimension of their personal strengths and have helped hundreds of teams build positive culture. We're excited to now announce our new online membership platform that brings together the resources, community, and motivation that you need to grow your influence and build a positive team culture. Through our courses, workshops, live Q&A sessions, and more, you'll gain the skills and confidence you need to lead effectively. And with our supportive community of like-valued leaders, you'll never feel like you're doing it alone. Visit leadershipvisionconsulting.com community to learn more. 
And now the second step in preparing leaders to give feedback is to ask the leaders to think of a time when they actually gave feedback to another team member and what happened then. So you've already done the preparation on receiving feedback. How do you be in that place to receive it, to remember what that felt like? And now when we turn out, as Brian was saying, we are talking about how do you as a leader, you as a person of influence, could begin to give feedback that would be helpful. Because we have found that the skill of giving feedback is about offering a hand to someone else. Why? Because if they do better, the whole team does better. If, if they do better, the family is better off. And being in that place of, I, yeah, I'm ready to give feedback, not so I can stick it to them, um, but rather so that if, if they do better, we all do better. And opening up that conversation, one of the key questions that we'll say is, okay, when have you given feedback? Sim- similar to the first one. When have you given feedback that was heard and acted on? And so if your lived experience truly is your your best teacher, it's scanning back and saying, when was it that I that I gave some perspective to someone, some feedback to someone, and they were like, yep, I, I can I can do something with that. Uh, there was a sense maybe that the receiver was ready and this adaptation wasn't just made. They didn't just keep going around in the cul-de-sac. Oh, I made a mistake again. Oh, yep, I made a mistake again the next day. But instead, this adaptation that was long-lasting not only helped them, but maybe helped all the companies that they they eventually went to. So when you begin to have this discussion, you're going to hear leaders just share, you know, what it was like to give that feedback and how they felt. And then one of the follow-up questions is, we really want to ask leaders, when feedback was received, then how did it make you feel? Like, how would you explain that to you as a leader? And it's interesting to hear, like there are people that that have that have said, I really felt like I was investing in someone or another person said, I had the courage, like I, I felt courageous enough to say something difficult that they were paying something forward. They found that giving feedback was, it was rewarding and it was the right thing to do. And I kind of share these examples to just illustrate that there's the the other side of the feedback process that when it's received and acted upon, you actually feel like you're doing something to benefit someone else and to benefit the team. And that's empowering to you as a leader. So if you think of an example, listener, and you think about how when you gave feedback, it was heard and acted upon, uh, there was a change, the person was ready, write down, like actually type it into your phone. Or if you are out jogging, you know, write it down later, but uh, write down how that felt. And that word, put it somewhere so the next time you give someone feedback, you won't be a forgetter. You will remember where you were. You'll remember that it is helpful. And you will have the courage to give the feedback knowing you care about them. Why? Because if they do better, we all do better. Now, the third thing we ask leaders to do in preparation for giving feedback, and this one's really important, is to have a discussion and begin to name what some of the ground rules are going to be around this giving and receiving feedback process. Yeah. So some people call them norms. Some people call them guidelines. Some people call them guardrails, whatever it is. 
we have found that teams and environments that adhere to the actual norms or ground rules or guidelines actually do better. If it is modeled to the whole environment, people will start to act that way as well. So what we've done is we've done some research around what are some of the the best practices and where some of the the data falls and how do you create some of these ones? which ones actually work. And what we found is that there are four generally common ground rules or guidelines to giving and receiving feedback. And then we always leave one, we always leave one that is fill in the blank. Um, culturally specific to that team, what those leaders actually need, but we kind of want to, you know, frame what the expectations are around the giving of of the feedback, but also realize their culture is, is going to perhaps predict what some other guidelines may need to be put in place. And we're, that's really encouraged is to name that variable. Yes. So let's talk about the five. And the first one is humble posture. And what we mean by humble posture is what does it mean to show up in a way where you're extending curiosity and compassion towards the other person? Yes, because you know what it feels like to receive feedback. We've actually asked you to write that down. Uh, So you know what it's like to, to receive feedback. So show compassion. And, and begin to consider if both you and the receiver are ready. And the second one is to really listen. And we want to emphasize <laughs> really, both really. words. Really <laughs> listen. And by this, we mean we when you're giving feedback, we want you to really embrace this idea of showing up with openness, a place where you're also understanding where a person's coming from, the types of feedback that they need, instead of showing up and realizing that this is my turn to tell, my turn to speak, my turn to correct. Imagine showing up for feedback and really listening to how someone is feeling when you're giving the feedback and how someone is responding to the feedback. And certain cultures will say, because there needs to be a readiness or show empathy in the midst of that you know, really being curious. But the way that we sum it up is a really listen. (laughs) And the third ground rule that we've seen in our research is also to engage. Now, this may feel kind of obvious, but when we talk about being engaged in the feedback process, we mean really plug into the conversation. Just don't go through the motions. Just don't fill out the feedback form, but but show up with the right attitude. Um, show up with a sense of understanding. Know what your goals are, but be engaged in this conversational process of giving feedback. In today's environment, it is so easy to let the busy nature of life, the hectic schedules, you know, supersede the importance of this giving and receiving feedback. And so when we say engage, show up, be present. Does that mean turning off your phone? Does that mean closing your door? Does that mean, you know, really zeroing your attention on uh, the other person that you're talking to? And the fourth one, again, now that you're humble, that you're actually listening, that you're engaged in the process, uh, the, the fourth ground rule is this, participate. Like, don't just read your script and don't just read the feedback, but actually participate. And what that means is, 
Ask the person what you can do to help support them in their process. Ask them if they need to have more information or what's going to help them with their understanding. Yeah, and how how engage and participate is different is engaging is about plugging in and participating is saying, I want to be helpful and I want to use my voice. I want them to use their voice. This is going to be conversational, back and forth. One of the things that I love that Melissa on our team always says is, okay, what is most helpful for me to say right now? And so it isn't just everything that she's thinking. It is what is going to be the most helpful. And the last and final ground rule is you make one up. (laughs) So what do you need to put into place? And this is a a time where you you can ask some of your colleagues who are in the same place of giving feedback and just kind of ask, you know, what will be helpful for our people? What will be helpful for our team culture? What guideline or ground rule would be helpful to really create the right environment and the right attitude for the feedback to be received in a way that can actually create some sustainable change? Yes. And so it's not just making it up, but almost, which is what we said, but it's more of detecting what is the most important element, what would be the additional ground rule that would be the game changer. Mm -hmm. Well, what I like about all of this, and going back to the last podcast about just kind of setting up your environment, is this idea of making it uh, a constant, making, you know, don't store it up do it a lot. So I think all these ground rules, you know, when you're when you're setting up, when you're doing that for just that one time in the whole year, it feels like a big daunting a big daunting thing, but to kind of adopt all of these postures as you're giving the informal feedback between meetings as you are doing it via email or something that did just these I think these are good reminders for just a way to engage your team on a regular basis, right? Yep. And remember, the purpose of this whole conversation, it may seem like it could be tedious, but we want to really begin to invite you to step into this remembering and process because it'll build up your confidence. And if you're confident going into the feedback process, you're going to be calm. And guess what? If you're calm, the person receiving the feedback will be calm. And it'll also create the chance for you to have a conversational tone to the feedback process. And so we know that this type of exercise will be really helpful for you to show up, to be engaged, and to really participate in a constructive, conversational way of giving and receiving feedback. My final thought is this. Sometimes even saying, hey, we're going to be a feedback culture causes people to take a deep breath (laughs) and sometimes roll their eyes. And to know that feedback takes practice and the giving and receiving of feedback takes practice, we often find that the initial practice feels like a gigantic pendulum swing. And all of a sudden, what that means is I need to stop by everyone's office, I need to Microsoft Teams them or Slack them or whatever else and give you feedback here or anytime someone's coming at you, like, I don't wanna talk to them, they're gonna give me feedback. But instead saying, I wanna be better, we wanna be better. What is the compelling reason of why you give feedback in the first place and each environment Each culture, each organization needs to answer that for themselves. Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, 
click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. And if you'd like more resources about giving feedback or receiving feedback uh, in your organization, please reach out to us. You can send us an email at connect at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. And we would love to talk with you about how to get more out of your annual or hopefully more than annual feedback experience. Daily. Daily. I'm Nathan Freeberg. I'm Linda Schubring. And I'm Brian Schubring. And on behalf of our entire team, thanks, thanks for, for listening. And telling us how you feel and what you think and giving us all the <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> Guys, if I could give me some feedback, that was really, that was really good. <laughs> I received up. that feedback in the most it constructive was, it was, way. Um, Thumbs up. It was good. Maybe don't sing. Thing. That could be an adaptation. Adaptation.